for me, getting back out there means sprucing up my date night wardrobe. But I don't necessarily want to have a lot of extra stuff to hang on to. That's why I was happy to find out about Armoire. It's a clothing rental service, and it really takes away the stress about what to wear. For a monthly fee, members get access to high-quality designer clothing for any occasion. Just take a five-minute style quiz to get suggestions, and then pick what you want. The clothes arrive in as little as two days. One of the items I chose is a green v-neck wrap dress that works for both business and pleasure. And here's one thing I really love. Armoire is women-founded and women-led. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash gray. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash gray to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women of all ages and all stages of menopause. And it's become a phenomenon. I hear that a bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony is by Happy Mammoth, the company dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients like herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to stressors, including hormonal changes that naturally occur throughout a woman's lifetime. They can help alleviate hot flashes, night sweats, and that feeling of being tired all the time. The biggest benefit, feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in the more than 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code DATINGWALLGRAY at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code DATINGWALLGRAY for 15% off today. This is Dating While Gray, the grown-up's guide to love, sex, and relationships. I'm Laura Stasi. So far this season, we've explored some ways to find love, like using dating sites and apps, hiring matchmakers and coaches, unofficially tapping social media. But no matter which path we take, the journey to find love can be more difficult if we're lugging a bunch of unnecessary stuff with us, so to speak. Yep, we're talking about baggage. Hi, Laura. My name is Joel, and I have a question about baggage. People use the term like it's something that makes someone undesirable as a relationship partner. Well, I tend to think that it's something about a person that will interfere with your ability to have a healthy relationship with them. So the question is, what is baggage and what do you do about it? Mm, I think that's a hard one. Older people, of course, have a lot of years of living already behind us. So all that living, is that baggage? Or does it depend on the particular details of our lives and how we've dealt with them? And maybe it's what we're willing to share and also to receive to see if our baggage plus a potential partner's baggage equals a manageable load. Hi, I'm Sherry Tennant. I am uh, a life coach. I'm turning to Sherry for some help on this topic. Along with being a life coach, she's a professional counselor. She's based in St. Louis, and we're going to be hearing from her throughout this episode, along with gray daters juggling a carry-on or two. 
I began my conversation with Sherry by asking her why some of us fear our personal histories might be holding us back from finding a romantic partner. Some of my of my clients struggle really because of fear. And so it's really removing some of the barriers within ourselves um, and reframing our story, I think, that can make all of the difference. Mm-hmm. When you say fear, can you talk about that a little bit more? Fear of revealing ourselves, fear of knowing ourselves, fear of meeting other people? All of that. And, and also even fear of rejection. You know, as we talk about um, having experiences that we carry with us, mm-hmm. sometimes people are afraid of, of sharing those things, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking, will I be rejected? Will this person not understand? Um, and sometimes us not having done the work of healing mm-hmm. to be in a place of acceptance ourselves. So I think that that in itself is paramount first before sharing your life with someone else, getting to a place where you you know that those experiences or baggage is not who you are. It's what you carry, but it doesn't define who you are. Mm, I like that because I think a lot of us do feel like because certain things are part of our history, that means that's who we are. So how do we first start to address and then accept some of our, I don't know what, I don't like the word baggage, but we're going to call it baggage because I think that's kind of a, I don't know, is it an accepted term? Is there another word we could use, do you think? You know, it's funny that you say that because I was having a discussion uh, with some of my some of my friends and one of my friends did say that. She said, we talked about that. I said, you know, baggage and it, it felt weighted. Oh, <laughs> You know, it, and thinking about myself and, and this population of my peers in the dating space, I thought, wow. And, you know, when, you, when you're having conversation with someone and you're thinking about, well, here is my baggage. I started thinking, well, why not experience? This mm. is an experience that I carry with me because through that experience, it's taught me a lot. It's a chapter in my story while it may still be there, it doesn't define me. Mm. And so we all kind of agree, like, yeah, experience. (laughs) Okay, experience. That does sound a lot better than baggage, doesn't it? And while some of these experiences might be hidden at first, others are obvious. Hi, Laura. I really enjoy the podcast. I've been divorced over 11 years and have been alone most of that time. Early in my divorce, I had lost a lot of weight and I dated a lot. However, I have gained a lot of that weight back. I have rheumatoid arthritis and my mobility has decreased. That's Corin. She wrote to tell me that with online dating, where people make snap decisions based on photos, she believes her physical appearance is, well, baggage. Men do not seem to want to date heavier women. I had one date two years ago and that was the last time I went out with someone. I haven't had a relationship since my divorce, and I really would like that for myself. It seems men can be heavier and women are more accepting of them, but the opposite is not true. I'm now 53 and my kids are leaving the nest. It is time for me. I can't help my RA, but I'm trying to work on my weight. 
Am I not deserving of love? Oh, that comment about deserving love. I followed up with Corin to hear more. A, a little back history. I had had um, gastric lap band surgery, and I had lost a good 80 pounds with that. Um, and then I had a lot of um, things happen with my children and my ex-husband. At the time, I was living in Florida, and I needed to move back to my home state. And so that changed a lot. So once you moved back, did you try dating at all? Or Yes. Um, again, went on the apps. Um, but it was just um, very slow going. Or, yeah, I just noticed that a lot of, like, the friends that were single men that I knew, that were just friends, they all had this type of woman that was slender. And, you know, and I'm like, we're in the Midwest, <laughs> You know, uh, well, we're we're in reality. I mean, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. And I felt like, you know, moving back into this colder climate. I, uh, with my rheumatoid arthritis, I just started to gain weight because the mobility was a lot less than when I lived in Florida. So, um, yeah, I found that there were times where I wasn't dating because I honestly had too much on my plate to figure that out. And then when I really wanted to, just nothing, nothing ever really transpired. So it was kind of disappointing. Was there any kind of experience you had that made, that made you think, okay, this is happening because I'm heavy and this wouldn't happen if I weren't heavy? Right. You know, I would like a, a, a person or send a message and, you know, you never get a reply. And I'm not, I'm not a, a pushy person, when it comes to them, like, hey, if you're not interested and you're not interested, it's kind of hard because I look at a man who's overweight and for some reason it just it doesn't bother me, you know. So but it is it is something, you know, um, I think people see you and say, well, that's you know, that's a shame or you, I, I don't know. You know, your your friends worry about you. And I, I guess sometimes I just really didn't see how how bad it had become. And it and it has. It's just, you know. How bad your weight had become, you mean? Or how bad yes. the... Okay. Yes. And along with everything else, the more stress escalated things, the more... Um, and the pandemic really did not help. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, if you get to this age, you don't come come out of it unscarred. But you would like people to see you for who you re really are. Yeah. You know, I know that there are some people who have written to me who have health issues that have led to obvious physical changes, like weight gain because of not being able to exercise. And so they feel like they can't even get to the first step with someone else because their past experiences are, are you know, it, it's, it's very obvious. How, how, how do we help people like that? Well, uh, again, I think it goes back to loving self first. You know, I think part of being in, in this season, we fear that rejection. Um, and, you know, a friend of mine, we were just having a conversation and he shared that, that, you know, through my divorce, I learned that I fear rejection. Mm. You know, and, and while we all have a sense of that, you know, fearing like, will we be rejected? But when you look at it overall, 
that person that rejects you, it does, is that person worthy of your heart? Mm. Is that person really worthy of the awesome person that you've grown to be in this season? I think we focus so much on the other person, that person not rejecting me or will they accept me? You know, confidence is one of the biggest character traits, I think, that attracts us to other people, you know? And I think how you present yourself to the world, how you market yourself, whether that be you may be a little overweight or whether that be you have a disability, when people see how you accept yourself and how you manage and you move through the world with those challenges, most oftentimes they don't even see them. They see your spirit. They see the energy that you bring into the space when you're meeting them. Accepting ourselves sounds simple, but as we know, it's not always easy. We'll talk more about experiences slash baggage after the break. Before we go on with the show, a question. When's the last time you made a romantic connection in real life? These days, it can be hard to meet organically. Maybe that's why every month, about 130,000 people join Silver Singles. It's an online dating service for people 50 and older, like us. The platform is easy to navigate, and you can access it from your computer or your smartphone. You'll answer some questions to ensure the matchmaking technology delivers compatible partner suggestions. And there are user protections in place to help you feel comfortable and confident with the online dating experience. See what I mean at silversingles.com slash gray. That's silversingles.com slash gray. Hey, Laura, I'm just thinking about dating sites that are so dependent on visuals that off-putting physical features can be a real barrier to finding a mate. But I think below the surface issues are even more problematic. Let's say I look terrific on the surface, but have some kind of a hidden problem like an STI or financial insolvency, or I'm in recovery. Then I have to wrestle with how I present this hidden problem to potential partners. How many dates before I make the reveal? It's, it's, it's an interesting question because it, it's, it's a tricky thing to, to figure out when and how to bring this up. The second voice, it belongs to a man we're calling Mike. He's 60 years old, has never been married, no kids. When Mike was in his 20s and working as a communications professional, he was drinking heavily. And then he started using crack cocaine. And even though Mike finally got clean when he was in his early 30s, the reality of his experience lingers. I, th- there was one example, one young lady who I met and I liked a lot. We went out a couple times. I think it was on our third outing. Uh, she ordered a beer and I declined and she asked me why. And, and my, my stance at the time was, um, if anyone asks, I will respond honestly. So I told her, I didn't go into great detail, but I told her that I had, I had been a drinker and that I had also used crack cocaine. I never saw her again. Uh, like the, the data pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and I, I got the get away from me fast enough. The expression on her face changed 
when I told her I had used. She was alarmed. I didn't feel like I needed, there was anything I could say or do. Okay. So I think you told me earlier, you have not dated much these past few years. Uh, that's correct. Uh, I, I think I, I, I dated a, a, a woman, a terrific woman for a few months about five years ago. And I, I had, I don't know if it was a date. I met one woman for a couple times for coffee once we went to a museum uh, last summer. Uh, but other than that, no, I haven't. Now, part of it is probably because of the pandemic. I also firmly believe that part of it is simply this is the, fa- the phase of life where those opportunities uh, drop off dramatically. I mean, I, I felt like I had lots of opportunities to date in my 30s, fewer in my 40s, a bit fewer in my 50s. And now I think this is I, my sense is this is how it is. Mm. I hope not. Um, are you doing, <laughs> speaking for all of us who are older, so it sounds to me that you don't feel like your background is, forgive the term baggage, but you don't feel like it's baggage. It's just a matter of opportunities that may be not as abundant because we're older. Well, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to say because I haven't really been involved with anyone long enough for them to find out about my so-called baggage. I think everybody, if you get to live a certain age, everybody has things in their life that you could call baggage or you could say are, I guess you could say are negatives. I mean, we've all done things that we in retrospect probably would have done differently. Everybody's, I think, had disappointments and heartbreaks. And there's plenty of people out there in recovery. I'm by no means unique. I think that all of our experiences uh, from childhood forward, they're all like pieces of a puzzle or bricks in a foundation that build up to, to what and, and who we are. I want to talk a little bit about... Um how to reveal, I guess. If there's something like that that's not obvious, what kind of advice could you give? Sure. Unpack your baggage slowly. Mm. Unpack your baggage slowly. You know, again, it's, it's, we all have it. It's how we carry it. You know, unpack it slowly. Get to know the person first. You know, this is your life. This is your life story. This isn't an audible book where someone can just go and purchase it and and everybody know your story. This is your life. Hold it sacred. You know, someone that is worthy of going behind the veil to really get to know you, that takes time. So take time to get to know that person and get to know their values. Do they align with who you are? Do they align with the person? that you are and you want to be in the world. And then really focus on the positives, you know, focus on the positive aspects of the person that you are. And then, you know, focus on today. Don't focus so much on your baggage. Don't focus so much on that experience. Who are the person that you are now? You know, talk about that. Focus on that. Let them see that. Yeah. And I'm just thinking if you have something like um, a substance abuse problem or you had a substance abuse problem, which has caused you that you don't want to 
even consume legal substances or alcohol. Maybe you don't want to look to meet somebody at a restaurant or a meal where that issue might come up. Or is that okay to talk about that before you even get going down the road? I think that it would be fine to share that I don't drink without, again, going into your life story. You don't know this person just yet. Yeah. You know, you want them to see you. You want them You want to show up in your best light. You want them to see all of the great things about you. And not that not drinking isn't great. There are several people in the world that just simply choose not to. Yeah. It's interesting talking about drinking because I remember when I first, um, you know, started dating after a long marriage and, you know, some of these dating sites, you can see, you know, casual drinker or never drinker. And I was really, um, it kind of scared me a little bit thinking somebody if when they checked never drink because it's like oh do could I see myself with anybody for whom any experience is a hard no <laughs> do you know what I mean so that sounds like it was maybe a my problem not their problem <laughs> yeah yeah I get a, I understand that I, and I hear you because when times that I have uh done online dating also because love wine, you know, not, not even just the art of drinking it, but the experience of how grapes are grown and things of that sort. Yeah. Uh, when I would see that someone says no, never. And I thought, well, how would they feel if I did? Because I like, I like this, I like this experience. So is that person really for me? I think it's a matter of, you know, being in this season of life, accepting who you are and and where you are and the right people will come. The right people will come. Uh, So you talked a little bit about um, how to unpack our baggage or experience slowly and get to know somebody. What are some tips that you could give somebody at the receiving end of this? Sure. Well, I think first, afford grace and, and be empathetic and knowing that, you know, we all carry something, but to ask those open-ended questions to where you can gain a lot of information. Because remember, dating is collecting data. So you want to ask those open-ended questions where you can get as much data as possible to make the best choice for you. Before I take one more step forward, I guess, in, in wanting to share my life with someone else, what, what are some things that I can do to sort of put myself in the best situation emotionally? Mm-hmm, sure. I would suggest, and you know, as, as we have talked about earlier, is therapy and, and, and healing. That's definitely, I think, the first step in that road of gaining that self-acceptance, which once you have that and, and those affirming thoughts that you create along the way through that healing process, you gain that confidence in yourself. And that's, that's what draws people to you is mm-hmm. that confidence and that energy that you exude. So I think the very first step is, is therapy. And once you're in that and you're in that healing process, I think you gain more understanding of yourself, the world around you, and know that 
the universe has your back. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's love that you seek, the universe will conspire for you to have that. You know, of course, we have to do the work ourselves to to get us there. You know, it's not going to do all of the work and we sit on the sideline, but the universe is going to have your back and the right person through that work that you do for yourself will show up. Mm -hmm. So therapy, which I think a lot of us would love to be able to do, but that can be a cost concern. Is there a difference between therapy, which is, you know, hiring a professional and having sessions and self-care? Yes, absolutely. Typically in the therapeutic space, we're dealing with previous traumas or history that may even stem as far back as childhood. Mm -hmm. But self-care, self-care things like that you can do through meditation, exercise, even sometimes just connecting with other like-minded people Mm -hmm. that can hold space for you in that place of grace and understanding can make all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, understanding and reading and really having clarity about those challenges that that you have. Some time ago, I dated a gentleman who suffered from PTSD. Of course, he didn't disclose that upon our first date. Uh, You know, he didn't. I spent time with him, got to know him. And I believe it was after the fourth or fifth date he disclosed that to me. He was an officer in the armed forces mm-hmm. and he shared that with me. But it wasn't what I saw first was the person that I had learned him to be. Mm. He was a compassionate individual. He was very kind and respectful. And those were the things that I saw first as he shared his story with me. And upon sharing his story with me, he also shared with me how he manages his PTSD. And although we're not dating, and and that was about seven years ago, we're still really good friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're still really good friends. So it sounds like self-awareness is almost the first step. You're aware that you have experiences that you need to address. And the second is to do something about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even in addition to that, there are meetup groups in your local areas. And some areas do have meetup groups for self-help, you know, because sometimes therapy can, like you mentioned, can be very costly. And so there are meetup groups, there are Facebook page platforms where people share and support each other. So there's There's several different ways of making that connection of people that can support you and your journey towards healing. I just can't stress enough, be kind to yourself. Because when you can be kind to yourself, you can be kind to others. And just allow for that space of grace for yourself and others. And and love is there for you. And it will come. Give yourself time and grace. It will come. Thanks to Coach Sherry Tennan for her advice. I really like what she had to say about finding support, whatever that may look like for you. 
But when Sherry talked about being confident the right person would come into your life, I admit that made me a little uncomfortable at first. It seemed too, I don't know, simplistic. Ah, but remember Corin, the woman at the beginning of this episode who felt her weight was baggage? Since Corin first wrote to me, there's been an update. I was on, well, this particular uh, one I've been on, it's nice because it's free. It's uh, Plenty of Fish. I'm sure you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a gentleman there. I was like, oh, he's he's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has uh, some weight on him, which really, you know, didn't bother me. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of weight on him. But he um, what just seemed like a kind and fun person. Like you saw he had pictures of him at a concert. And things like that. Um, the only thing that I was like almost didn't respond is because he wasn't smiling. Mm. I was like, why isn't he smiling? And he's older than me by about six years. Uh-huh. And um, I get a lot of, oh, I love your eyes, you know, type of thing. And so we just started um, back and forth. I'm like, I'm always like, tell me about yourself, you know. And he said he was leery to even reach out to me because I have a master's degree and he hasn't gone to college. And so I was like, oh, no, there's lots of people who in life learn a lot more from their experiences. And so and it turns out we like a lot of the same things. We have the same sense of humor, the same things we like to watch. Um, and he is so what's great about him is he is excited to do everything. He's like, I can't wait. I'm going to take you here. We're going to go there. And I'm like, great, get me out of this house. (laughs) So it's been nice. Yeah. And he's a gentleman and he opens the door to the car. And yeah, and this is just really new. So knowing that this man is interesting to you and he's interested in you, has that changed your the way you feel about your weight? Yes and no. And um I appreciate the fact that he, you know, that he likes me for who I am. But there's certain things that uh, are my weight is holding me back from. I really want to go overseas, but I don't want to go heavy and having to use the extender belt <laughs> on the plane. Yeah. No, so there are things that I realize it's prohibiting me from doing. And like even stuff that he may want to do uh, together, I need to work on that. So Corin met someone, as she is, though she still wants to work on becoming what she feels is a healthier weight. And did you catch what Corin said about her love interest telling her that he initially had been concerned about the mismatch in their educational levels? Sounds to me like a lack of college degree may have been some baggage that he's been carrying around. Luckily, it didn't stop him from reaching out to Corin, And maybe there's a lesson in here for all of us. If we're lucky, we get to grow older and older. We accumulate experiences, good and maybe not so good, but there's potential value no matter what goes down. Learning to accept what's happened while ensuring it doesn't negatively impact us going forward sounds a little bit like a 12-step program creed, right? Then again, maybe it's the best way to claim and carry our baggage for the journey to love. Dating While Gray is produced in partnership with WUNC North Carolina Public Radio. Our producers are Katie Barron and Anissa Khalifa. 
Charlie Shelton Norman is our editor. Lindsay Foster Thomas is WUNC's director of content. And Jenny Lawson is our audio engineer. I'm Laura Stasi. If you have a question or a comment, email datingwhilegray at wunc.org. And now you can also leave a voicemail. Go to datingwhilegray.com and at the top right, click on Talk to Us. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.